Word Radio On Demand, 96.1 FM and 900 AM WURD. Streaming live at wordradio.com. I am now joined by Reverend Dr. Leslie Callahan, who is the pastor at St. Paul's Baptist Church at 10th and Wallace Streets. She also serves as commissioner for the Philadelphia Housing Authority and is a member of Power Interfaith. Welcome to Solutions, Reverend Callahan. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for being on. Um, we wanted to have you on to talk about um, this town hall event your, that Power is convening this Sunday with Councilmember Mark Squilla. Um, it'll, it's going to happen at the Mother Bethel AME Church, and it's focused on the proposed Sixers Arena project in Center City. First, if you could tell us what will take place at the event. Sure, happy to do so. Um, primarily what we want to have is an opportunity to ask um, our questions and to express on behalf of ourselves and our congregations some of the concerns that we have about 76er Place and what we have heard and what we have not heard um, we are aware of the way council privilege works in the city of Philadelphia and the, um, one might say, outsized influence that um, each council member has over projects that are slated to occur in their district. And so we understand that at this phase of the game, uh, to have our voices heard uh, by the by the members of council, we really have to focus on uh, council member Squilla to raise the concerns, um, to express um, some ongoing, I think I think it's fair to say some suspicions that we have about what's been told to us, but also to gauge from council member Squilla where he stands relative to the project and the concerns that people in Chinatown and elsewhere have raised where are you today is part of what we want to ask him uh, this coming Sunday, the, December 17th. And, you know, part of part of my question to you tonight was going to be where where do things stand and what he what has he said most recently? Because my understanding is that. Um, on the one hand, he's waiting for these community feasibility studies like everybody is. And on the other hand, he's saying, I guess on the other side of his mouth, he's saying, well, I can get uh, legislation put together before the close of the year proposing that this take place. Because he has to put forth legislation uh, that would allow this to happen in his district. Is that correct? What's your sense of where where he you know, what is confusing about where he has stated he is on this issue right now? Am, am I reading it correctly? These are my perceptions as somebody who doesn't live in that area. I, I think I think some clarity around that is a part of what we are asking for from him. Early on, he expressed his commitment to hearing in a deep way the voices of uh, people who are associated with Chinatown. And early on, he said that if Chinatown wasn't behind it, that he wouldn't be behind it. Um, it would seem that that position has changed. Um, and I think, I think there are, I think there's reason to wonder um, exactly where 
uh, council member school of stands. And I think there's no better person to ask that question um, than to put it to him directly. And so that's a part of what we're intending to do on Sunday to say, where do you stand? Um, and, and have you changed your mind about, <clears throat> excuse me, um, um, I hadn't, I'll be honest and say, I had not heard that um, um, that he was unwilling to wait for whatever the feedback is from the studies. Um, but in any case, again, I think the best thing for us to do is to talk to him directly um, and to ask him, where do you stand? Is this a done deal in your mind or are there or does it matter what? Um, comes from the studies. Um, what does it matter what's coming from folks who live in your district um, and particularly um, from folks in Chinatown, but not just them. I mean, one of the things that uh, we want council member Squilla to see is that the concerns um, are not just located in Ch Chinatown, but that, that there are folks um, elsewhere in his district and um, in and nearby who are also concerned about the implications of uh, going forward with, the, with this project. What's it gonna look like um, in that part of the city? I think we're all mindful of the deep disruption that happened with um, a much smaller moving of the bus station um, that was disruptive, not only for people who were taking the bus, which would have been enough, but it wasn't, ju it wasn't just people who were who are standing outside in the cold waiting for the bus now. Um, but it was disrupt it was disruptive to foot traffic in that area. It was dis it was disruptive to traffic traffic in that area. Um, that's a much smaller that was a, that's a much smaller event. That's a much smaller shift. What we want to say, uh, we want to raise our concerns. Um, I think we have some concerns. Um, but we want to raise our concerns and we want to know what what impact do our concerns and the things that we've already seen, what impact do those concerns have on his, the part of this decision making that's his, as again, I've said, and you said as well, um, he would be the person to introduce the legislation that would be necessary for the project to go on. And it pretty much is up to him, again, because of the way uh, the council engages one another around development and such in their um, in their council areas. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and th this right now, this is we're like in the lame duck season as we, you know, as Mayor Kenny is uh, wrapping up his second term, and the mayor elect uh, Parker will be sworn in in January. And as well as uh, members of the new members of city council, um, what are you what are you anticipating related to the new mayor's administration around this? She has seemed, um, I mean, she she has she has not outright fully said I support this. Um, we know that the building trades council supported her heavily financially and they support this. Yes. Um, do you, do you have an 
understanding at this point about what the process would be. Should should Council Member Squilla put forth uh, legislation um, in council, then the council would have to vote. Mm-hmm. Vote, you know, vote the majority for that, and then um, the mayor would have to sign that legislation. And it's likely that she would, based on what we think we know. But that's that's me. That's not you saying that. That's me saying that. That's, that's you saying that. But part of it, part of I think the challenge too is that because of the councilmanic prerogative and the power that each council person has in their district, mm-hmm. um, council members defer to each other on projects that are in their that that are going to be in their districts and will vote yes. Um, to agree with a particular council member's district project because they want the same treatment from that council member. So when they have a project coming up, that, uh, coming up that's specifically for their area that they might want special zoning for or what have you, they count on their colleagues to also vote yes on that. And so it seems like it would be harder to convince other council members to block what their colleague is wanting to do. I think I think that is our I mean, that's our working assumption. That's part of what I've been talking about. You know, it it occurred to me as you were talking, though, that, you know, these are political problems and political problems have political solutions. And I don't think that. um, You know, I think asking the council member in whose district this would be placed um, to uh, consider the questions that uh, we're trying to raise and probably some others that will come up um, that we haven't even thought of yet. Um, I think that is our, that's where we are now. Um, my assumption is though, again, political political issues have political solutions. And I think I would not take for granted um, as long as council, council members have to vote, then they're accountable for their own vote, right? Like, so I would, my, you know, nothing changes until it changes, right? These things are, these, these, this is the way council works, but it needn't work that way. And they're, again, I, I think we, we know how city, our city government has worked. Um, but I, I don't, and and we are in this instance of obviously um, and clearly uh, focused on council member Squilla in this moment, but that's not, those aren't the only conversations we're having. Um, they're not uh, council member Squilla is not the only person that we're raising these questions for, and a project of this size has implications. Um, my congregation, for example, is not in council member Squilla's district, but. Um, I would be in walking distance. I am in walking distance of what is currently the fashion district um, mm-hmm. where we are certainly affected by what happens. So, um, you know, I think, again, I think we have to talk to everybody that we think has some stake in this, which is clearly everybody in the city and everybody in the region. Mm-hmm. And the people who exercise power in the city and, and in the reason, region on behalf of us who we elect, 
um, I, I continue to believe are amenable to hearing from us. I mean, until they show us differently, right? Like, mm-hmm. so, <clears throat> excuse me. So at the moment, I, I think we're, well, we're focused on this weekend's event. Um, we've asked council member Squilla, he's accepted our invitation to have a conversation. I think that's the place where we start. Um, uh, you, I think we have some questions about, um, it's interesting, we have some questions about the studies that are being done, whether they are comprehensive enough, whether they are taking into consideration all of the dynamics, um, and whether the, the, um, the folks who've been chosen to do those studies are the sorts of people who sign off on these kinds of projects irrespective of the law of the long-term implications of them. Like, um, you know, one of the questions I have personally is um, you, you've got these groups who've done studies, they've done studies in other regions, they've done studies of other projects in other cities. How accurate have they been? Hmm. You know, did, did they have, you know, where did they study previously that they greenlit um these these sorts of projects and were they right about the implications economically uh were they right about what happened um we this isn't the only stadium in the world that's built been built it's not not the only urban stadium Mm -hmm. Uh, there's some places we can look to see how these things have gone um and and to what extent are these studies have these studies or these um, organizations that are conducting the studies, have they been reliable? Have their predictions been on target? I mean, mm. I think these are fair questions to ask, uh, especially since we don't know what the studies are going to say. Um, we can guess what we think the direction they're going to go in. And I think we have some questions about whether the studies were comprehensive enough um, and whether they're actually as independent as you would want. So I but because um, the studies are being funded by the Sixers Sixers Development Corporation, right? Yeah, they are. And, you know, which, of course, they have tried to um, portray as altruistic on their part. Um, which I don't think anybody is exactly buying. I mean, I mean, I guess public relations work because public relations works, but. Um, so yes, they're being funded um, as they reasonably should be. Um, if you want to do a project of this size, then the preliminary studies, it's reasonable, are part of your, there are a, these kinds of impact studies are a part of the process. They're not doing us any great favors. Um, I think we should be thinking about whether the question, anybody knows the answer you get depends on the question you ask. And I think one of the one of the issues um, that's been that's being raised that I think needs to be addressed is whether whether all of the varying impacts, for example, um, their view of the relationship between public transportation and parking needs mm-hmm. for the stadium don't seem consistent with the way people travel in our region. 
So are we just taking the, like how much of this are we just taking? Again, I think there are lots of questions that, and I think, and, and do the studies, are the studies going to take into consideration traffic, traffic patterns, um, the implications in that part of the city for getting to the one hospital that's still there? Mm -hmm. Are you going to be able to get, is the ambulance going to be able to take you where, let, let's say somebody is ill at my, in my congregation at 10th and Wallace and there's a game at the same time mm -hmm. or there's a game later on in the afternoon. Can the ambulance get from 10th and Wallace to Jefferson hospital? Mm -hmm. What like that's a life and that's a life or death implication. Right. Um, I know what it's like when the flower show is in the, is at the, um, Convention center. The convention center, right? I know what it's like if I'm going to visit a sick member and the flower show is at the convention center. Mm -hmm. I'm not an ambulance, but it's not like the streets or the street, the size of the streets are what they are, right? Right. How much of that's taken into consideration? And God help us if we wait till the thing is built and then we start to back to try to figure out how to fix a problem that we probably could have anticipated was going to be a problem mm -hmm. and left the stadium in an area where the stadiums. I, I, so I have an opinion of this, but I'm cool to ask questions in the meantime. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that I would like to learn from what happens at the town hall is our, are the consideration of the billionaire developers more important than the considerations of the people of this city who overwhelmingly are against this? That's what I will be interested. And in. I don't know that he, that uh, council member Squilla will, will say yes or no outright, but there's ways to discern that by asking him questions and, and, and seeing where he falls on some of these questions, because, you know, and, and I want to just ask you as a, you know, a, a faith leader, um, you know, how you see that, how you see the, the kind of moral, like what's your moral perspective on the billionaires versus everyone else? <laughs> oh, I think that's a, I mean, I think you put it um, probably exactly the way I would put it. Um, I also would add to that, you, that your priorities, you know, we can, you can tell me what your priorities are with your words, or you can show me what your priorities are with your actions. Mm -hmm. And, um, in the midst of a city with all sorts of challenges that again, political problems that could have the energy of political solutions behind them. Um, what does it mean that um, we have a tendency to, it would seem to me, to prioritize, quite frankly, in the United States, and I think this is an, an example of it, not, not just the priorities, but almost the whims of billionaires. Yes. Um, what needs the Sixers organization have as it relates to a place to play that's nice. There are solutions that don't involve 
the extraordinary disruption. I think there are solutions that could even make the building trades happy Mm -hmm. that don't involve. Because the building, any place anything got built, the building trades would be involved. So I'm not against the building trades having buildings, right, to Mm -hmm. to build. Um, I am mindful that billionaire wimps one day involve the extraordinary investment of resources and, and almost always including taxpayer money, money that comes from public money. These things never get built without public money, never. And then in a few years, you decide you don't like, you know, your your shiny new thing isn't shiny and new anymore. And you decide New Jersey is lovely after all. Mm-hmm. This happens. I mean, this is not, this isn't a fairy tale, right? These ha- these things happen all the time. Right. Uh, there's word in Washington, D.C., after all of the disruption, that now they're wanting to move to Maryland or Virginia. In terms of their arena that they put yes. downtown. Yeah. Yes. yeah. In terms of their arena that they put downtown. Yeah. I don't see why that wouldn't be us. These things right. become obsolete quickly. If there's anything that's true of arenas, it's that they become obsolete quickly. Yeah. Um. I don't, and this, and all of that's really about what I'm calling the whims of it. It is whims. These are whims. Um, So, yeah, I think the question you're asking is my question too. Mm -hmm. And how seriously, and, and how seriously are we going to take the, I think that a lot of us have the gut sense, this is not a good idea. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. not going to benefit us. It's really going to deeply inconvenience us. Yeah. I have to leave it there, but can you just be quickly before we go, let us know the details like time, location. Yes. Sunday, December 17th at two o'clock at Mother Bethel AME Church, which is 419 6th Street, 6th and Lombard. Um, again, Sunday at two, Mother Bethel. 419 6th Street. Thank you so much for having me and for the wonderful conversation. Thank you. You've been listening to Word Radio On Demand. Listen live at 96.1 FM, 900 AM, and online at wordradio.com. 